Acts chapter 4. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them and, since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it, so the number of believers now totaled about 5,000 men, not counting women and children. The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas the high priest was there, along with Cyphas, John, Alexander and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, By what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, Are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, The stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognised them as men who had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men? they asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. The council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle, the rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. 
Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. All the believers were united in heart and mind and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostles named Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. Well, it's funny, really. I see this passage as a bit of a truth and consequences situation, a to and a fro. When the priests and the temple guards see Peter and John preaching to the crowd, they arrest them not because they're teaching and not because they're followers of Jesus, but because they're teaching that Jesus rose from the dead. The Sadducees, the Jewish sect of most of the priests, didn't believe in the resurrection, despite it basically being undeniable. Are there areas of God's truth you might be struggling to accept? I know I have recently found letting go of things and allowing God in very difficult. But where can your wall be broken down today? Well, a little later, Peter explains the power that these miracles were done by came from Jesus, whom they crucified, who died, but rose again. And the big news here is, of course, that the resurrection provides salvation for us. Well, the Sanhedrin members, the council, can't deny the miracle of Jesus' resurrection, but they can threaten Peter and John. And so they order them to quit speaking publicly about Jesus. But Peter and John tell them they'll say what God tells them to say. And I just think that's just insanely courageous and very um, challenging for us today. Um, accepting God's truth is the best thing of all time. We're then able to share it with others. Perhaps think about where God is calling you to speak and share today. This can be daunting sometimes, but I've enjoyed praying the most simple of prayers recently, being, Lord, please just walk with me. Maybe you can try that today. And finally, When Peter and John return to the other Jesus followers, they don't pray for protection, but they pray for courage. When they pray, notice this, they quote David who said that the nations and leaders will rise against God's followers, but their efforts will remain in vain. Wow, isn't that cool? Now this doesn't mean God will always protect the church from harm, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, They choose to face that danger with boldness. So you know what? Be encouraged. Be emboldened that God is always with us. Hear that. He is always with you. And greater still, he is stronger than any adversary. So as we round up, what adversity might you face today? Where can you let God in? And where might God be calling you to be courageous today? Why not name these out loud in a chat with God, however tiny or however huge? 
May he embolden you as you embrace the day ahead or reflect on the day that has been. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you knowing that you are with us, always. Help that to sink into us today and give us the ability to catch your bursting courage. Please help us as we look to boldly represent you and the kingdom today, whatever the consequences. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.